This episode of Doing Disney, it's time for another Fast Play 5, as this time we count down our five favourite cats, because a cat's the only cat who knows where it's at. Theme song guy. On this podcast, we let it go, because Hakuna Matata and the bare necessities will always be our guide to infinity and beyond. All it takes is faith, trust, and a little bit of pixie dust. We know that life is better under the sea, because on this podcast, we do Disney. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Kelly Meehan, and welcome to this episode of Doing Disney. Today we have another Fast Play 5, and this time we're counting down our favourite Disney cats across animation, Pixar, Marvel, and TV. Now this can range from house cats to wild cats and everything in between. I've got two special guests with me today. I have Chris Diaz, Brandon Rutledge. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. Yeah. So here to have fun. That they be a lot of fun. Fantastic. I've definitely been looking forward to this. Start at the beginning. So as it should be said for every Fast Play 5, I encourage quirky outside the box choices. Just because something doesn't make our list doesn't mean we don't like it. There's so many great cats that Disney's created. So this was a really hard list to create. Chris, I'm going to kick it up with you. What was your number five? Uh, this is tough. Um, I don't know if my favorite the cat villain. I go with Scar. Scar is like probably my any. Scar is like to me one of the best Disney villain of all time. And like the fact that he and Chenivy is evil. He had one of the best time would be prepared. He had like you know long led to King all of the moments. His death is classic. Like he just to me like when you see a like great Disney villain cat, Scar come to mind. And I love oh. him. He can't be sponsored for everything. That... <laughs> Do you have a favorite Scar moment? Ooh. Monkey Uncle. And you go like, you know, what would that make you? Monkey Uncle. <laughs> He's got some zippy one-liners that Jeremy Irons are just really able to deliver. He gives it that theatricality. Um, Brandon, what are your thoughts on Scar? Yeah, Scar is um, definitely one of, like, Definitely an incredible villain. Um, he's one I definitely thought of for my list. Ultimately, didn't make mine. Um, you got you gotta love you know be prepared. I mean, that's such a great um, musical number. At, at least in the original cartoon. I don't feel like talking about the other one. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, Scar uh, definitely a great choice to to kick it off with. Uh, I too shall be talking about the cartoon and not the remake because I one I've not seen the remake and two Scar is also my number five which is hilarious. It's great. So um, what can I say that hasn't already been said about Scar? It's an absolutely iconic Disney villain. It took me a while to realise, like, the story's Hamlet, you know, so of course Scar's like the equal to, to Claudius. So he's having Jeremy Irons voice him, as I said, brings that um, theatricality, brings that Shakespeareness and gravitas to the character. The other thing I really like is they really show you um, a villain that is brains over brawns because Mufasa is the king Mufasa is big and domineering and he rules the pride lands but it's Scar's connivingness and oh, I keep bringing this up but his slitherinness to a certain point is what really gets him to the um to be the king of pride rock and it's so devastating what happens after he ascends the throne so to speak and the hyenas take over the land and when Simba comes back 
that you when you see the fallout of Mufasa not being there and what's happened and it's grey and dry and everyone's dying and there's no food to hunt and he just doesn't care. He's just so all about himself. So um yeah, Scar. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, iconic. I have to give another chat about this guy. Um Beside movie, the Lion God show went to uh, Disney Junior. David Yellover does a really good job as Sky. His backstory is really interesting. <laughs> oh, I've I've seen um some of the pictures of, of the show, but I haven't watched it yet. I didn't yeah. realise they go like into the lore of the Lion yeah. King. That's cool. You get more into Sky backstory how he got the Sky really interesting. <laughs> oh, I need to check that out. Anyway, Brandon, what is your number five? Alright, so this was um Honestly, this was a harder list to put together than I thought. Um, I have a lot of honorable mentions, which we'll get to at the end, at the end of the episode. Yes. Um, but I decided to go with the very first one that popped in my head. Um, for those who don't know, one of my favorite movies is Aladdin. And uh, my number five, uh, you can probably guess now, it's uh, Raja. Great choice. Why do you love Raja? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, Raja is uh, a mild spoiler. Uh, this is going to be the only... Uh, cat on my list that doesn't actually speak the Queen's English. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Raja, I mean, no, ja- I mean, Jasmine's a uh, best friend. Um, um, he can be mean, but he can also be cuddly when he wants to be. So I, you just can't help but love that, that big old tiger. Oh, absolutely. Do you have oh, a favorite well. Raja moment where he's really showing himself? Uh, probably the very first time we see Raja after he takes a bite out of uh, Prince Akhmet's pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. So, I, I great, great, great introduction. <laughs> I agree. Um, growing up, like I couldn't understand why I couldn't have to have a pet tiger. Like it just looked amazing. And as you said, he's he's her best friend. He's her companion because she's been locked inside these palace walls. So he's there for her. And I think the moment I love the most is when she goes to escape and he, like, helps her get out the palace and she turns around and just looks so sad. But they just have oh, that yeah. that bond that I wish I would have with my cat, you know. <laughs> Chris, what are your thoughts on Raja? I love Raja. Um, a character I love in the animated one, I love it in TV series, I love it even the dress video. Even the remake, I like, they did a really good, really good job watching the remake. Get a couple of funny moments. Uh, I just love, in my honorable mention, like, I love Roger. Did a lot of choices and hard to pick oh, yeah. top five. But I love Roger. Why did you care to that done well, like, every top five thing him in? When you said um, <laughs> Aladdin, the other one that came up when I was, like, having a look to see if I missed anything, someone put, like, Cave of Wonders can technically count Ooh. as a cat. <laughs> I'm like, that's interesting. I guess, in <laughs> Uh, we've touched on my number five already with Scar, so that brings us back to a number four. Chris, what do you have as your number four? So I'm going with my only live-action cat. I'm going with Adeline from the Chronicle series in general. Wow. Good <laughs> choice. Why do you like Aslan? He's just a character that I love whether in line with the wardrobe or Pescampion or Voyager. He get badass moments, but I really need to voice him and that, like, him being, like, hit this the third way can get to the pedestrian kids. The badass moment with, with Riverton and Pescapian. Or even a death, an emotional death moment when you think oh, he's yeah. going to die in line with the world. I don't love every time he appears. character, even though technically it did suffice from Bible a little bit. He's got a lovable cat character that inspires you and wants to be better in a lot of ways. That will love. Like, he has oh. a moment of funniness and a moment of seriousness, but 
Well, you got Liam Neeson doing a voice. What can, well, can you not do more? <laughs> oh, that's a lovely way to put it about Aslan. Brandon, what are your thoughts on Aslan from Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Man, I feel bad for not thinking of that one. Um, <laughs> it was a good because 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 Aslan is such a uh, you know he's such a you know a noble character, um, an, an, incre an incredible leader. Like they said, no Liam Neeson, great great choice uh, to to voice that character. Um, but but yeah, definitely definitely another another great choice, Chris. I Man, you're like I mean I know this is a competition, but you're like you're you're like whipping me right now. <laughs> It is absolutely not a competition. It's a celebration. And I love this choice as well. And Brandon, I think you just nailed it with noble. Noble is the best word you can use to describe Aslan as a character. I just obviously had Cameron Holtzman on and we've talked in great depth about the line, the witch in the wardrobe movie. So my thoughts on Aslan are, are pretty clear. I love um, how caring he is for the Pevensey children, the symbol of, of what he is in Narnia, the stone table scene is haunting so um but then of course you get that uh when he comes back at the end and yeah a great choice chris aslan's a, a great choice. i know you're doing that line of the world go get we need to come back <laughs> i will throw out real quick um I, I know he's not a cat but i'm still a little uncomfortable with santa claus giving weapons to the children um <laughs> so uh <laughs> anyways um Brad, so, uh, my, so my number four is um, so Aslan, you know, he represents nobility and courage. Uh, th this character, um, not, not not the bravest, but you know, when when it really counts, he you know he came through, especially when it came to rescuing all these all these puppies. Um, I'm going with Sergeant oh, Tibbs from Wonder One Dalmatians. Sergeant Tibbs is my number three. So please, let's talk about him now. Yeah, I mean, Sergeant Tibbs, he's one's. I mean, like the first thing you notice about him is like he's very, um, very, uh, maybe not jittery is probably not the right word, but he's obviously you know a bit a bit of, an, of a nervous person, and um, but you know, I mean, he, he he gets the job done. You know, whatever orders he's he's given by you know I, I can't remember their names right now, but the horse and the dog, um, you know, and he, and he follows it to the T, and he goes uh, above and beyond when it you know when it really counts, and he was very instrumental in helping, um, those uh, Dalmatian puppies escape. Uh, absolutely. I'm just going to say it. This is one of the most underrated, overlooked heroes in the whole Disney canon. Okay. Sergeant Tibbs yes. is a freaking hero. He is the one to break into Hell Hall and rescue 84 puppies who'd nearly lost their lives if it wasn't for one Sergeant Tibbs. And he gets no credit, no recognition. I think it's either Colonel or Captain is the sheepdog. And and maybe majors the horse. I'm, I can't oh, he, remember. It's, it's he's, something um, like that. The, the sheepdog, I believe, is the colonel because I do remember the horse is captain. Oh. Because because uh, I remember Sergeant Tibbs, um, um, yeah. gearing up uh, captain to you know fire one, fire two to kick <laughs> the henchmen. So. But like, what great little side characters! I've I've mentioned it before. I think I brought up um Pongo on Disney Dogs, and then of course now I'm bringing up uh, Sergeant Tibbs on Cats. That this is the movie I'm coming to more recently and really enjoying. And these were characters I did not remember at all from childhood. So to come back to it with fresh eyes, I'm like, these guys are great. These guys are getting the job done. There's this scene where Jasper's coming at him with a crowbar, and they're all barreled up in the corner, and Sergeant Tibbs is in the front 
with his arms out, looking terrified. Yeah. But that is the mark of a hero right there. I love this character. I, I just, I get so jazzed about it. I love him. Chris, what are your thoughts on Sergeant Tibbs? He and my old dimension. It, once again, it's hard work to make. I love Sergeant Tibbs. I just did a ratio 101 that made a couple of my friends play captain, but it was fun to do that ratio. But um, Sergeant Tibbs is just a fun character. I like the moment him pushing the puppy through the hole. Little humorous gag here and there. And that, he's a character I really wish they had gotten to write in the live action remake. He's not in it that way. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's why he's getting a bit forgotten because they never brought those, those side characters back very much. So, yeah. yeah. Did you do it with, uh, with Colonel, you know, not speaking? Did you do it to can't help in the dog pushing in the live action? <laughs> yeah, it, like Sergeant Tibbs, he needs a promotion, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they do it. Yeah, at, at the very least, make him like you know Sergeant Major or or you know something <laughs> Lieutenant you know Lieutenant Tibbs you know something. I mean, <laughs> um, I I got I got still going and uh, about Sergeant Tibbs about this and, um, I mean he definitely is a hero like you said, Kelly, and um, he definitely deserves that promotion. Uh, but when I was making my list, Sergeant Tibbs, no lie, was like second or third cat that popped in my brain of all the possible ones. Like I was like, oh man, Sergeant Tibbs, it's got to be on there. Love it. Love to see it. My number four, I'm also going to go in the live action. I'm going to go with Thackeray Binks from Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. Nice. Hocus Pocus is one. Like, 90s kids love this movie. We grew up with it on VHS. We saw it every Halloween. Like, and Thackeray Binks, a bit of, this is also a bit of a cheat, I guess, because it's a human. It's a human who's been turned into a cat. But that's what makes. You're not the only one with a cheat. We get to my number two later. That's fair. He's a cat for most of the movie. It counts. He's a cat for the majority of the film. He's a beautiful black cat. When we got our black cat, like, Binks was one of the names I was pushing really hard for because I love this character. Um, He's The way he protects his sister, or he doesn't get the chance to protect his sister, so then he protects, I think it's Danny, Danny. Um, throughout the film, his interactions with Max, the way he just is so against the Sanderson sisters. And this is, Cats as a Hero seems to be the topic of the moment at, the, at this present because when he sacrifices himself at the end, but then he comes back and, of course, we get the ending of him being able to go off with his sister at the end and find peace. I think I love this film. This this cat is an integral part of it. Love it. Chris, what are your thoughts on Thackeray Binks? I love this character. Um, I don't love Hoka Potion, but I do love the character itself. I like the arc it goes through from the beginning when it gets turned to to sacrifice the end. The ghosts, humans get to me emotionally. Well, yeah. It's a great pick. So many honorable mentions in this one. Brandon, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Zachary Banks? Zachary uh, Banks, um, I mean, uh, I'm going to be careful what I say because I know Hocus Pocus has a violent fan, fan base, um, which I am not part of. Um, not the biggest fan of it. It's not like the worst thing ever, but I'm not the biggest fan of it. So let's face it. Okay, so for Hocus Pocus, it's all about the Sanderson sisters. I understand that. Not the biggest fan of, of, of the good guys, but I feel like of all the good guys, I feel like I feel like Zachary Banks is easily the best one out, out of the entire group. And he... he Obviously, he's been dealing with the Sandersons for you know for hundreds of years, um, yeah. and knows what to do. Plus, it's also kind of handy when you get run over by by a, a car that you can just pop back up like a cartoon character. So that's definitely a handy <laughs> skill. <laughs> uh, Chris, we're moving on to your number three. What have you got? So I got the wonderful thing about Tigger. Tigger, the only one. <laughs> 
Oh, we will put a pin in that and come back around. But it's so funny. This does not make my list. And we, I had a conversation last night. I'm like, does it count as a cat? And I, would, I was really game to see if anyone was going to bring it up. So I can't wait to talk about it. Brandon, what's your number three? So my number three, so so here's a funny story about this, at least for me. So this is actually a very well-known, very established character when it comes to Disney in general. I did not realize this character was a cat till about two years ago. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, but this, this character, uh, I only found this out because um, he referred to himself as a happy cat in an episode of one of my son's favorite shows, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. But uh, specifically, I'm going to go with the, uh, from my most favorite movie of all time, a goofy movie. Um, gotta go with Pete. Why do you love Pete? I mean, Pete is, um, I mean, yeah, he's a villain. Um, a, a part of me kind of avoided villains, despite the fact that I love Disney villains. But Pete, um, he, he's, it's one of those things where, I mean, yeah, he's definitely an, an annoyance. He's a bit, he's probably the closest thing to an antagonist in, in that in that film. But I feel like he does have some form of redeeming qualities, and in a way, like when he, um, uh when he was trying to break the news to Goofy that uh, when he overheard about Max changing the map. And um, obviously, I mean, like Pete was going to get some form of pleasure of it. But, you know, since when has Pete done any kind of favors for Goofy in any form or fashion? <laughs> this is the first time that, I mean, despite the fact they're maybe ulterior motives, I mean, but he at least tried to do something. Like he actually tried to tell Goofy the truth. And obviously, I mean, Goofy um, didn't believe him. Uh, so, so, so I mean, I mean, there's that plus I me, mean, like just Pete in general is is always a fun character, and uh, his performance in a goofy movie is definitely some, some of his more um, uh, uh, entertaining uh, entertaining stuff. Oh, I love it, Chris. What are your thoughts on Pete? Pete, uh, really good traits on me. Tough to pick what type of Pete to go with because I love, yes. also love him in Kingdom Hearts. I love him in House of Mouse. I love him in the Mickey Mouse Feed Monster Kid movie. Like I don't love him as a villain, and so especially Kingdom Hearts, I love. Everything like Birth by Sleep is off there. Uh, it's it, all of my honorable mentions are about it, but I could have decided with Pete to choose because it's a really good Pete. I love House of Mouse, like when him trying to shut down the House of Mouse all the time. Well, that's, uh... Absolutely. Every iteration that Chris just mentioned is what goes through my head as well. House of Mouse, when he's trying to shut down the House of Mouse. Um, I hadn't thought of Kingdom Hearts, but of course, like he's pushing major plot, especially in the second one, when you come across him in um, the Mystic Tower and he's out the front there, and then him and Maleficent are scheming throughout. He's great. I love the Disney legacy characters. They're really like my heart and soul, especially um, going all the way back to Steamboat Willie and his like it's it's just great so seeing um even black and white pete and his little captain hat oh in kingdom hearts when you go to the um the old black and white land and you're chasing yeah. pete throughout things like that well, did like, count in, but basically you find out about how he ended up where he is exactly he can be one of your oh it's not confidence that's persona but like he can be one of your people that you can use you can tap into their power but um pete i love with goofy movie and goof troop Yes. What a cool pairing of Goofy and Pete. It's not one I would have thought of before, but it ends up working really well. And it's funny, it's like cat and dog, but not only that, it's they have those very different personalities that somehow work really well. And I love that the kids are friends as well because PJ's a great um, addition to, like, the Disney canon and, and in the movie as well. So uh, I love Pete. 
and his RV and things like that. It's it's great. They make yeah. him a cool to dad. I will give a quick honorable mention to his um to his foreign alternate characters and Mickey and the Roadster Racers. That's that's some yeah, other um my. entertaining characters. So no, like was it um like the Italian versions like Pietro Pete, something like that. So we've talked about my number three with Sergeant Tibbs already. So we're back round to number twos. Chris, what's your number two? So I'm going to just advance that to cheat a little bit. Um he had pot cat pot. Dolphin, pot elephant. Uh, I had to go with the one that made me cry the most when I first saw the movie's first time, being born for Inside Out. He had one of the best characters ever created for Pixar. Like, he was close to my number one, but we get to my number one. But it was just a character that I remember just falling in love when I saw the movie the first time in theater. And just like, my gap when he decided to jump off the rocket ship and sacrifice himself. So, joy to get to Riley at the day. And, like, and that stand her to the moon for me. Okay? Like, my heartbreak. Like, and which is kind of such a phenomenal job voicing Bing Bong. Like, that's the laugh. Like, who you want to friend Bing Bong, Bing Bong. That, like, that's smile on your face. And when Peter earn the emotion, they do it in such a great way. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts on Bing Bong? I actually completely forgot Bing Bong was part cat because, because uh, no, obviously one of his most prominent features is his trunk. So I always think it's some kind of elephant thing. But yeah, Bing Bong definitely a a, a fun, a, a fun character. You know, a character that obviously you know cared enough to the point where he literally sacrificed his life and with his last words asking to take you know Riley to the moon. Um, so definitely. Um, and by the way, if 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 you don't cry at that scene, you don't have a heart. I'm just gonna say that now. <laughs> you, you don't have a heart if that scene doesn't make you cry. But yeah, Bing Bong, uh, another 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 great choice, uh, Chris. Uh, a very very creative choice. Like I, again, like, like I said, I completely forgot he was part cat. So uh, go, a good one. Yeah. Oh, I did too. Until like I'm trying to think in my brain. I'm like, okay, what are my Disney ones? Whenever I make a list, I'm like, what are my Disney ones? What are my Pixar ones? What are my live action? Like to make sure I'm like not missing anything because I have I have the tendency, and I've done it with this list, just to go very Disney animated, even from like a very particular era of Khan. But um, Bing Bong being part cat, I completely forgot as well because the other thing besides the trunk is I remember when he goes and I'm part dolphin and makes a kiki sound like <laughs> absolutely. But Inside Out is um, my favorite Pixar hands down by none. so and this character is one you think would be quite annoying but it's the genius of Richard Kind being able to push that annoyance and lovableness at the time at, at the thing but, um everyone's had an imaginary friend so when they've ha- when they're focused on this imaginary friend that's gone away and been forgotten when you're watching it as an adult and it's talking about like your inner childhood it breaks me. Like it made me feel so guilty. Like, yeah, we do. We do move on from our imaginary friends, and we do. Um, when he's in the long term memory, and he's trying to save all the the memories with him and Riley, it's it's heartbreaking. And then, as we've just touched on, uh, "Send It to the Moon" for me yeah. is one of the best delivered lines in any Disney film. Yeah, he cried when recording that line. He talked about in tears recording line. How could you not? I did hear it that. It was like an instant. It's an instant moment. Brandon, what's your number? Oh, yeah, two? yeah. Okay. Uh, number two. Um, so for my number two, um, there were there was one. Now, I mean, you can pick so much from 
from the Lion King. Uh, there's so many different characters you can choose from, you know, you got your Simba, you know, Mufasa, whatnot. Um, but w- one thing that I took in consideration that I think some people may forget is there, um, in, at least in my opinion, one of the better straight-to-home video sequels was the Lion King 2 Simba's Pride. Yes! Um, and I'm thinking about someone who has has a great um, but tragic uh, backstory in a sense, and a lot of it, you know, the story not being his fault. So I'm uh, my number two is Kovu. Oh, I love this choice. When you messaged me and said, is, is um, sequels fair game? I'm like, yeah. And I'm trying to think, I'm like, where are you going with this? But I just, I had completely <laughs> forgotten about Lion King 2. And it's it's definitely arguably like one of the better director home yeah. sequel films. So please, I tell us about Kovu. I mean, Kovu, he comes from um, a part of the pride that was um, exiled due to you know, they were they were followers of Scar, and then it's uh now now this pride is is being led by by Kovu's mother, and obviously you know this woman is just filled with hatred and, and is so convinced that Kovu is the is literally the next coming of Scar, even to the point where when they get in the altercation, as when Kovu's an adult, he gets the iconic scar across his eye, and a lot of it is um because I know that um Lion King two it is based loosely off of Romeo and Juliet. And you know you have that you know, kind of romance going on with Kiara, but um, a lot a lot of the focus, and I think it's very well done, is the moral struggle within Kovu. It's like, what do I do? To, do I follow my heart and you know the, this you know lion that I'm, lioness that I'm in love with, or do I go, or do I do I stick to the plan? Do I um, do do I continue to work with um, my exiled pride? So it's definitely, um, he, I mean, it, it's a it's a great portrayal of, of like just this this huge moral struggle that that he's stuck in the middle of, and and all, all because he was he was born into a part of the pride, uh, and and that and, and that wasn't even his fault, you know, like it, that's just the situation he got stuck with. Oh, I absolutely love this choice, Chris. You were very emphatic when you had this choice be revealed. What are your thoughts on Kovu? I'd love Lion King, too. Um, Kovu is a great character. Actually, anything with Derek Kovu, um, his brother, like, they all great characters in their way. Um, I, I have a soft spot for the Lion King sequel and prequels in a way. A lot of people do. I love Kovu as a character. I like his dog. I really like a lot of his song. I like the voice actor. I think the romance is really touching. And it worked for the new sequel. I like some of the other ones. Yeah, good choice. Did you see it rarely come into my mind half the time, but you get your honorable mention. I might have to think one. <laughs> I definitely need to go back and do like a sequels rewatch. I'm planning on it. I just need to find find the opening because um this is one like I'm so keen to go back to. And when you're talking about it, I'm like, oh yes, that like all the imagery is popping into my mind. I forgot about his mum and things like that. So absolutely. The new characters they introduced, I, I echo what Chris says, were really mm-hmm. good. And not only that, the way we get to see Simba react to Kovu gives us a whole new side of that character as well. So I remember those interactions. So, yeah, absolutely love this choice. Um, My number two, going a bit classic, definitely if you think Cats, there's a movie about cats. It is the Aristocats. Thomas O'Malley won Abraham DeLacy, Giuseppe Casey, Thomas O'Malley Cat. I mean, I could have put any 
I've got to put Duchess Marie Berlioz de Toulouse like in this spot because it's really like that family of cats. Everyone has such personality. I think I mimic all of them all the time in different situations. But I'm going to go with Thomas because I think he's the biggest standout of the cast. He's the one that gets to come in, be suave, be charismatic, take them on the journey, be heroic when he jumps off the train tracks to save Marie introduces them to Scat Cat and his crew because everybody wants to be a cat. So it's one of my all-time favourite Disney movies, uh, songs, sorry. Um, yeah, what can I say? Uh, Phil Harris voicing him just makes him so smooth. Phil Harris really had that great run in the, in the uh, late 60s, 70s there. So he's, he's a vagabond. He's got the moves. Your eyes are like sapphires. It's just a great line. <laughs> like he knows what he's doing. I just, yeah. The Aristocats is is very hit or miss. It seems to be with people. People have either really loved it or like, nah, not having it. But I grew up with it. It's one of like those obscure favorite guilty pleasure ones. I just really enjoy. Chris, what are your thoughts on Thomas O'Malley? This really good choice. I don't love Aristocat. I like the character more than the movies, but. All of them would have been true, true to a long time with Jamila. I love the voice actor. I love his song. I love his moment to the end. Happy thing to do. Just a good character overall. And like, despite what you say about the up and down with Disney during that time era, they made some really memorable characters that you fall in love with. Oh, that's a great point. Brandon, what are your thoughts on Thomas? So, um, when I was making my list, um, so Thomas O'Malley, definitely uh, an honorable mention. He was literally the very last uh, character that I cut for my final list. Like he literally was the last one, did not my, not make my top five. Um, he actually almost made it had I not remembered about Pete. <laughs> so it's pretty much what it comes down to. But yeah, Thomas O'Malley, he's uh, easily one of the best parts of the Aristocats. I'm actually one of the few that's actually in the middle on it. Like I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. Um, he, he definitely has. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, he's a bit. He's a bit of a Please pardon the pun. A bit of a tramp, but, um, <laughs> but he, but he, he's essentially a tramp with a heart, with a heart of gold because he does don't try to look out, you know, for, you know, for for the kittens and, um, he knows that I have a good time. Uh, like you mentioned, Phil Harris. I mean, very very iconic iconic voice during uh, um, I guess what what we call movie battles, the the decline. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah. Uh, I mean, Phil Harris definitely, you know, a, a great choice. I, I cannot think of anyone else who would even sound right voice in it. Like, you know, heaven forbid that they, they had made a sequel. I'm like, what would, what would you do? Yeah, that is a property I'm happy they haven't gone back to. Like, I'm really fine with that as it is. Maria has become extremely iconic, though. I see Maria in a lot of products. Mm -hmm. She has one of the best quotes because I'm a lady. That's why. Like, that's what I say all the time. So it's really funny that – um, but I love at the end scene when they're posing for the photo and it's cheese and all the cat family are there together. I think it's just absolutely adorable, the journey we go on with them. Uh, we have made it to number ones. Chris, you've been you've been teasing that your number one's a bit of a obscurity and we wouldn't have it. What have you got? I don't even... Despite recently, I had to bring up the character that well, the Steam Stiller this year, but like came out of nowhere. It's probably my favorite Pixar sidekick character, Sock, from like, yeah. This is a character that really, like, you, you watch this like, this could be so annoying, but he is full of charm. He said every single moment of like, yeah, with laugh and then, like, dark humor. Um, Peter Stone does such a great job, and the moment we even like that, he was given to Buzz because he needed emotional 
support and most of the companions. Bren, have you managed to see Lightyear yet? And see Socks? Um, no, I have not. I have seen... <laughs> I have seen the trailers for Lightyear. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, and that's too early to say, but um, just based on the trailers, I'm like, I think this character is going to just annoy me. <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, I, but you know, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't, so I can't say that fairly. Um, it, it's a, it's an interesting I, an idea for sure. Um, that, that's all I can really say about it right for right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much in the same boat. I haven't seen Lightyear yet, but now I understand why Chris is very happy that we're recording this when we are, because at least the movie's going to come out. Yeah, I, um, try not, I try not to be spoiled a bit. That was really it. well said. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I too have seen the trailer, and I've seen a lot of the memorabilia, or if you play any like mobile games, like you can be able to play as this character. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. The way you described it as an emotional support, uh, character I'm really drawn to and I can't wait to yeah. see that because I know like a lot of us cat people that's how we feel about our cats yeah, yeah so I this just builds my excitement to see yeah. um, one of the things I want to see about like yeah is this character because I love cats so uh, I'm excited to find out what my opinion on socks is going to be so great choice Chris Brandon your number one please uh, my number one um, well he, he was said earlier it's a uh, T.I. Double Gutter Tigger. I mean, he's just I mean, Tigger is just just a, a, a fun character. He's you no know, very uh you no know, bouncy 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 fun 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 fun. Um, and that's you know, why you know I, I love the character you know so much. He's easily my favorite uh, out of the entire um, Hundred Acre Wood crew. Um, yeah, he can be obnoxious at times. It's one of those things where it's like it's one of the rare times where the obnoxiousness is actually part of the fun. And it's not too much. Uh, and yeah, Tigger is just is just fun. I don't know how many times throughout my entire life I just get that Tigger song stuck in my head out of nowhere. I'm just just walking along, and just walking along like just walking around the park with my son or something like that. And then all of a sudden, the wonderful thing about Tigger is one of the things on it, <laughs> it's back. <laughs> but yeah, Tigger is a no, de- no, definitely a favorite of mine. Obviously, since he is my number one. Is there a particular Tigger um, moment or film? Is it graded, uh, the Search for Chris Robin? Is it the Tigger movie? Is it the oh, the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh? Is there a particular one you're drawn towards? I mean, it, it's got to be. Uh, I mean, I, um, it's got to be the song, <laughs> the song from Many Adventures of, of Winnie the Pooh, when he's saying, "No, what exactly? You no, know, is a Tigger." Now, the wonderful thing about Tiggers, you know, just I mean, the, like I said, that thing just just keeps you know, popping my head. I mean, there's so many great, you know. Uh, a, a Tigger moments. I mean, um, one. I mean, there's a book that I read to my son where it's all about Tigger learning how to apologize, and even that, like, with it just being a bug, it's like I can see Tigger just the way he would do it. It's like, the like, oh, geez, Carrie, something. I mean, I'm really sorry, you know. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, you're right. Um, so these characters, um, parallel to what I was saying about the core Disney characters, like. The Winnie the Pooh characters will live on and they are so defined in their characteristics you can really slot them into different situations and have new scenarios with them and it all feels like the same character which is just fantastic. Um, I agree the Tigger song and Winnie just jumps into Winnie the Pooh like that's an iconic scene with Pooh like flat and Tigger on top of him and he's pounced him it's so good. Chris this is your number three what do you love about Tigger? You get a love of a character start to finish like I Besides many adventures, many people also love in the Tigger movie. The stuff with family trying to find their own family. Stuff, family trying to, 
you know, like in the live action Church of Alarm, maybe I like the way they portray him there. Uh, he's a full, fun, fun, funny name. So, a character that I love, I read it in the video game, read it in the TV or in the movie. And like, even the foot wall breaking, like, the little moment where he's preaching the narrator all of a sudden. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. it made me laugh. It's just like, I love any proof. It's something I grew up with as a kid. And it's just like, take it one of my favorite characters. But I guess I did every time I play Kingdom Hearts, he's on screen with me, interacting with me. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Winnie the Pooh characters, as I said, very iconic. Something you, you carry throughout your life. Um, I, I was very funny. Um, we talked about this this choice, and I wasn't sure because when it came up, I'm like, "But it's he's he's the only one. So does he count as a cat?" But of course, it's a tiger, so has to count. I love it. My number one comes from a film. I'm very surprised has not been brought up yet. We've talked a lot about the Lion King. We have not talked about the Jungle Book though. My number one, hands down, first choice I think of is Bagheera. I love Bagheera so much. I have a very soft spot for um, serious or stick in the mud characters. Those are the ones I gravitate towards. So uh, whenever pops into my head, it's usually just gonna be my number one choice. And Bagheera has been one of my favorite Disney cats from very, very early years. Um, I had Disney sing along songs on VHS and it was the Jungle Book one. So of course I've seen him singing um, uh, I Want to Be Like You and just popping up throughout the field. So Jungle Book, I do really love. Sebastian Cabot has this British sensibility that he brings. And of course, we're talking, uh, we're set in India, so it makes a lot of sense, but he just is able to bring seriousness, but compassion and caring to the voice as well. The way he cares and his Mowgli, like he really pronounces that and just has the best interests of everyone at heart. And it's great that he's paired off with Baloo, who's a really good foil for him. So sometimes he brings out the more fun side of that character as well. But you need someone who is pushing plot and pushing story and pushing uh, sensibleness to a sense. He knows that Mowgli needs to go back to the man village to be safe from Shere Khan, who Shere Khan, I don't know, Chris, maybe you might have been on the same boat with me. It was an either or for Scar. I'm like, I need a big Disney villain cat, but I can't have both. Did you have the that same will, thing? Yeah, it, well, uh, my number check was Shere Khan. But yeah, Bagheera, he just gets swept up in the plot, and I just think he's amazing. Chris, what are your thoughts on Bagheera? Yeah, I love the genre. Like, it would be between this uh, Shere Khan for my number six, but like, yeah, they had back up it was either one of them. I also do love... um. One of the few remakes I do love, I do love the Jungle Book remake. I think Ben Kingsley does a great job playing Bagheera in the remake. And it's a great character. Uh, Brandon, what are your thoughts on Bagheera? Bagheera is definitely one that popped in my head, ultimately didn't make my list. I actually didn't even make my honorable mentions, but Bagheera is, um, a, 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 as you say, you know, he's the, you know, the stick in the mud character, which I find it funny that you said that you are drawn to stick to the mud characters because you're such a bubbly person. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I feel like, you know, especially when it comes to any like comedy duos, trios, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, you got to have, you know, at least one person who's the straight man. And Bagheera, it really is like the perfect straight man too. like, you know, Baloo with his care- carefreeness and, and then of course you got Mowgli who's like, you know, this immature, you know, man cub. So it, he really is like the perfect foil for like, you know, fun times. But obviously he's not against, um, I mean, dude, I mean, for a lot of I me, mean, he's walking on his back legs with Baloo, uh, you know, in, into the jungle at, at the very end, which is... I was like, that's not something I thought I would see, but at least it shows that Bagheera is willing to loosen up when, like, when he feel like, feels like he can relax. So, uh, but yeah, Bagheera is, uh, I think of all the characters, at least when it comes to Jungle Book, I think not, I don't think he's talked about enough. 
you know, whenever uh, people bring a jungle book, it's you know, it's always either blue or it's or it's a Shere Khan, which Shere Khan that's another one that no, that popped in my head and I left that one off. And I will say I do think uh, Scar's a much better villain. But anyways, um, but yeah, uh, Bagheera definitely a, a good number one. Uh, I love the way you just said that. It is. Everyone talks about Blue. No one talks about Bagheera, and he deserves the recognition. Yeah. Uh, guys, that's our list. That's we finished our number ones. Let's talk about some honorable mentions. Chris, what did you have as an honorable mention? So we mentioned Shukan. Honestly, if I were to give Shukan a win, I'd maybe go with the remake version of Shukan. I think he's most scarier in the remake. Like, uh, Figaro from Pinocchio, I have to mention here. Um, one that doesn't get brought up a lot, but a movie I do love for Disney, uh, Mitten for Bolt. Yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah, I really do like that character. I like her friendship with Bolt a lot. What's the name of the cat from Captain Marvel? Goose. Goose is on my over mentions as well. Yeah, I love Goose as a character. I don't like the movie in general, but Goose is a standout to me. Very cute cat. Brandon, what made your honorable mentions? Okay, well, sit tight. It's a bit of a list. So, <laughs> um, so when I was making my list, I did not think about TV shows. Had I done it, I think a character that definitely would have made my top five would be Hissy from Puppy Dog Pals. Um, that's a show. No, my son loves it. I I like it. I've actually Puppy Dog's Puppy Dog Pals trivia has actually won me matches. My uh, Hissy, it's uh, you know this per, you know this purple cat. She's supposed to be the big sister of the two pugs. Um, her favorite thing, you know, she you no know, typical cat. She loves this. She loves to sleep, but she's not. But she's more than willing to you know to go in, you know, have fun, even go on missions, you know, with her little pup brothers. You know, I mentioned Thomas O'Malley. He was my very last uh, cut out of there. Chris, you brought up Figaro. I mean, Figaro. I mean, like the honestly, you know, the first ever like real like you no know, Disney cat. Probably if if my son, who's two, almost three years old. Was putting together his own list. I, I guarantee you, Figaro would be his number one. He loves that cat. He has a Figaro toy. Um, one of his favorite things to see whenever he's watching making the roaster racers is the happy helpers, and then hopeful and just hoping that Figaro will pop up in an episode. But if not, he's he's cool with Cuckoo Loca. <laughs> no, uh, you can pick so many from the Lion King cast. You know, you know Mufasa, Simba, Scar. You know, and just for the heck of it, I'll throw on Timon because he's a meerkat. So <laughs> I'll throw that out there. Um, I'll also throw Oliver from Oliver and Company. Um, Oliver and Company, one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, the only reason why he didn't make the cut is because, uh, let's face it, the, the the dogs, especially Dodgers, steal the show. So I mean, and Oliver's a cute little you know orange cat, but I mean the, the dogs just is what made, made the movie for me. My only live action pick. Was uh, Sassy from Homeward Bound? Um, nice. I, mean, Homer, I mean, I mean, granted, I, I prefer you no know, Shadow and Chance over her, but I feel like I need to have at least one live action character. Had I thought about it, it would have been Aslan, but um, but yeah, Sassy. I mean, I grew up watching um, Homeward Bound, and um, but yeah, um, also um, King Leonidas from Bedknobs and Broomsticks. The uh, um, the the soccer game scene is my that's my most favorite scene. In the entire film, it's just utter chaos with this soccer game, or um, I, I, th- I think you call it football in Australia. Um, I think I could be wrong, but um, but uh, but yeah, just no, it, it, oh my gosh, just the, just that scene in general, and just like he's just like just trying so hard to, <laughs> to, to win, and he feels like he should win because he's the king. Yeah, it's just you no know, fun. Uh, one I literally thought of 
this morning was uh, Rufus from the Rescuers. Just this, yeah. just this fun little, you know, this little old grandpa cat. I mean, he's not in there for very long, but I mean, you can't help but love Rufus. You know, he's just like this, this little old cat that's just you no know, so nice, and then just his, <laughs> this little like glasses and mustache. And uh, the last one I'll throw out there, um, I'm. It, He's only an honorable mention because uh, he's referred to as a uh, kitty. I'm um, Sully from Monsters Inc. So. <laughs> My honorable mentions. A lot of them have been mentioned, which is great. I love that everyone's talking about Figaro. Figaro is like one of my second honorable mention. Um, very so, such a cute cat. The way he plays with Cleo and things like that in Pinocchio. I love that first half of Pinocchio when they're in Geppetto's hut. You know, and they're playing around. I think it's just so cute. Uh, all the other Aristocats I mentioned, uh, I do Toulouse's like so much. I love that each of those kittens has such distinct personalities. Uh, Cher Khan, we talked about, it does get overshadowed by Scar a little bit, which I think is unfortunate because George Sanders brings a lot of gravitas to that voice and makes him very um, uh, scary and dangerous and it's it's that presence as opposed to scar where he's seen throughout Shere khan's lurking uh, and Shere khan's lurking in the background throughout he's almost referred to first before we actually get to see him so i think it's like a great horror villain ish trope <laughs> that they're playing on with there which i think is great oliver as well the exact same reasons brandon mentioned a lot of the dogs do overshadow him, but it is a very cute cat when he scratches DeSoto and he, he's very good. Um, Goose, we talked about, it's like one of the only Marvel cats we've had so far. I'm curious to see if we get more of that. The Flurkin, it's not really cats, Flurkin. Uh, Cheshire Cat, I'm a big Alice in Wonderland fan. So, uh, and it's funny because it's it just it's more because it pops in. Like I wouldn't have it make my list. It's not defining enough. It's defining of the series, but like there's not enough moments in it just there to make a list the number one that i want to bring up that was my uh number six if we were going to do this like the hardest cut to me was lucifer from cinderella yeah richard i love this cat so much i've been going back to cinderella a lot in the last couple of years especially since the uh big anniversary of it but this big black fluffy cat i love the meme of like i wanted to be a disney princess but i grew up into this lady and it's lady tremaine sitting in bed patting lucifer that is me. That is where I'm at at the moment. Right? Can I follow an honorable mention about Lucifer? When yeah. he turned freaking human in Cinderella 3, you know, Fiery yeah. Deco, oh. it's <laughs> Another great Disney director video that a lot of people forget, but he's so good. I think so too. Yeah. It's a good Cinderella's one. needs more props. But yeah, Lucifer, I just, uh, I love uh, getting more merchandise with him as well. Like he's becoming a bit of an iconic character, but a big black fluffy cat. I wanted to name my cat after him. Like I just loved him so much. I think he's got personality to boot. Loved it. I despise that cat, but for the right reasons. <laughs> exactly. He's a, he's meant to be an antagonist. And as you sort of touched on before, it's very funny which cats get to speak and which cats don't get to speak and how that influences uh, how we react to them is really interesting. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today, and we will see you all next time. And when you come to the end, <laughs> stop! Thank you for joining me on this episode of Doing Disney. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Doing Disney Podcast and Twitter at Doing Disney Pod. See you next time.